Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. And good morning, everybody. We're going to get right to it because yesterday a divided Colorado Supreme Court essentially declared former President Donald Trump ineligible for the White House. First time Section 3 of the 14th Amendment has been used to disqualify a presidential candidate. Better to talk to than my friend Rick Essenberg, president of the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, who has argued cases in front of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Good morning, Rick. Uh, good morning, Steve. How are you? I am good. What's your immediate reaction to that story? Breaking news yesterday, of course, and uh, lots of uh, Internet conversation, online, social media, all the talker, uh, talking heads today. A reaction to what happened in Colorado yesterday? So, um, you know, my colleague and I, Dan Lennington, had a piece in National Review uh, a couple months ago about this, and we called it the Oppenheimer election. I read the piece. Uh, brilliant, brilliant analysis of what we're dealing with today. Right. And, and our concern was that um, uh, nobody understands where this will take us and that it would be better not to start this chain reaction, which will now follow. Uh, I, I think that the argument that the, the Colorado Supreme Court adopted is serious. I don't I know a lot of people are saying that, oh, this is just a sham. It's obviously frivolous. I, I, I would not go that far. I do think the Colorado Supreme Court was wrong uh, because I think that under the facts of this case, um, even though um, I am uh, I have nothing good to say about uh, Trump's behavior after the election. I don't feel that uh, in the wake of that, anybody should even consider voting for him uh, for the Republican uh, nomination. But uh, it's hard to reconcile with other constitutional provisions, uh, and we can get into why that is. But you know, one way to look at this is to say that this provision that says that you can't be an officer of the United States if you engaged in insurrection was it was passed in the wake of the Civil War, right? Where you know co- Confederate states had seceded and, and waged violent war. I mean, they, they fired on Fort Sumter, and we know everything that followed. And so the question is, you know, does, is, is what happened on January 6th, does it look like that? And, it, it, you know, we can, we can agree that it was a, a, a horrible day and we can criticize uh, Trump's role in it, but I don't think it looks like that. And so I think to take the choice of a presidential candidate away from the people when it's not clearly mandated by the Constitution is, is going to create a great amount of, of disruption, cynicism, conflict. Uh, uh, I, I, and, and, you know, ironically, um, I think this is about the biggest gift that Trump could have gotten. Uh, yeah, because on the political side, rally, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, tends to rally his supporters around him. As I was watching all the coverage last night and, and listening this morning, uh, a couple of different things emerged from that. One, some of the commentators, talking heads, said that this this will be sent back nine uh, zero. You know, maybe that's delusionary. I don't know. The other one was, hey, states run elections, not the federal government. How does the U.S. Supreme Court supersede a decision by the Colorado Supreme Court? 
having to do with their rules for their elections. Your thoughts? Well, I think it. I, I don't. I don't like that argument because I, what what the Colorado Supreme Court was doing here was it wasn't it wasn't saying that Colorado law disqualifies Trump from being president. It was saying that uh, we. The United States Constitution disqualifies him from being president. And and that is a question of federal law. And that is reviewable by the United States Supreme Court. I think the court will reverse, but I don't know that. And one possibility is the court may look at this and say, you know what, this is essentially a political question. This is something that uh, that is uh you know, doesn't have judicially discoverable and manageable standards. It's really something that was uh, to be enforced and executed by Congress. And we're not even going to consider this question. And uh, we're going to we're going to stay out of it. And if that happens, then Trump is off the ballot in Colorado. He's probably going to be off the ballot in a lot of other states. Uh, there will probably tend to be states that he couldn't have won anyway. But you know, the, the point that Dan and I were making is, do we really want this chaos? And that maybe it would be better if both sides would step away uh, and the, 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 you know, the Democrats would you know, not sort of stop the lawfare and the Republicans would say, you know what, maybe we ought to consider somebody else as our presidential nominee, given these uh, very grave questions that uh, uh, former President Trump's conduct is raised. Yeah, the last part, a lot of conservatives and Republicans aren't asking that very question. Are, well, you and I have talked about this part before. Are we coming to a boiling point on all of these cases and indictments and decisions by states like Colorado? We have the swirling questions of immunity, presidential immunity. We have the obstruction of justice case. All of these things. Are we coming to this boiling point where the U.S. Supreme Court in some fashion says, you know what? We have to decide some of these things pretty quickly and end this nonsense, if you believe it's nonsense. It, it, it could. I, I, I don't know if there's five votes for that right now. Uh, I think that, um, uh, you know, a commentator on a legal podcast that I listened to uh, uh, kind of summed it up uh, uh, recently and said that, you know, the thing about Chief Justice Roberts is he's so over Donald Trump. <laughs> and, and I think that... Uh, you know, one reaction, yes, one reaction would be to aggressively intervene. Another reaction would be to say, look, we're, we're going to stay out of this. That that, And that might be the institutionalist response, and, and Roberts and Kavanaugh in particular. And I think to some extent, Barrett are institutionalists. They worry about the reputation and status of the court, and they understand that it needs to keep public confidence. And, and you know, I, I don't know that this works, but one reaction might be to say, look, I, we, we don't want to be thrust into the middle of these political disputes. You know, it, courts are not supposed to be political actors. And if, you know, a case forces us to basically take a political position, that might be an indication that it's something that we should consider uh, staying out of, we sh- we should call this a political question, which is non-justiciable, which is just a fancy way of saying that uh, 
uh, it's not for courts to decide. Rick Essenberg joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Last question for you. And I, I know you always think about the political implications of all of this. I, I know, and you've said today and other times, you're not a Trump supporter. How is it possible that, that all of these things that we've been talking about over the last year or so, more than that really, can't have an impact on the general election. I, I just, it, it seems to me that wh- whether you're a Democrat or Republican, there, there are pieces of this that make your case or try to blow up the other side. I just don't know how any of this doesn't impact this general election in some fashion. Well, I mean, if it, it, it will, but you know, the, 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 the impact may change. I think right now, and, and this is a natural human reaction, uh, Republicans are looking at this. They're saying, look, you know, there, there are all sorts of problems with these prosecutions. There's all sorts of inconsistencies where Democrats were not treated in the same way, particularly in the document case. And, you know, we're going to rally around our guy because he, he may be a scoundrel, but he's our guy. And, 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 and that may help get him the nomination in much the same way as people rallied around Carter uh, during the hostage crisis. But that didn't last. And what I think some of these Republicans don't understand is one of the reasons that Trump is doing well in the polls is that he's not in the news, right? He's not out there speaking, and nobody knows what he's doing on Truth Social. I mean, you, I mean, nobody's on Truth Social. You'd have to look it up. But all <laughs> that's going to change. When we get to the general election, it's going to be wall-to-wall January 6th. It's going to be wall-to-wall Trump's posts on Truth Social. And uh, and there is a possibility that Joe Biden will not be the Democratic candidate. And so to, to, to think that you can look at the polls in December of 2023 when you have this kind of uh, uh, rally around the, 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 the candidate effect and think that this is going to be what it looks like. Uh, you know, 10 months from now, I think is a dangerous mistake. As they say, stay tuned. Rick Essenberg, Wisconsin Super Law and Liberty President. I always appreciate your wisdom. Thanks for sharing it today. Thank you.